because it she put it right here. I read something in here about a key. About a key. And I know I underlined it. Can't find it nowhere. Maybe it's in the next chapter. Oh, here it is, right here. When a sin has become habitual mm -hmm. or it is a repeated pattern has become ingrained as an addiction, spiritual mourning will be your key to breaking. Yeah, that's it. It's compulsive power. I thought that was good. Good evening, ladies. Let us know when you get on here. Say hey, please. Oh, Cassie, I can't even see you in there. I'm here. Hi, there you are. And I'm so glad to be back. Oh, we missed I you. I missed you, ladies. I know so you missed much. being here with Tina, too. I did. Here we go. Let's get this coffee ready, girls. That's right. Get ready to row. Y'all ready tonight? Let's see who's on there. Hello, Susie. She's so faithful. All the way Columbus, my girlfriend. From now, is this Susie that come to the call with you? Yeah. Okay, I know Susie. I'm just making sure I had the right girl. You have the right girl. Hey, Chad. Chad's Hi, on there. Different angle tonight. What do y'all think about the angle? Yay, nay. Switch it back. We got the silent system. This isn't really my good side, but that's okay. <laughs> Welcome back, Salty Sisters. It's so good to hear you. Uh, to be here this evening, I'm trying to listen to the background here that's going. Is everything okay? She's got the wrong okay. plug in. So we'll, don't worry about it then. So welcome back, and we hope that you've had a very salty week um, with full of flavor for the Lord Jesus. Uh, we are glad to have Cassie back with us. Tina was with us last week talking about Grief Share. Again, tremendous outreach, and it happens every Thursday night at 630 at Calvary. Tina's going to be starting a second branch also uh, in September at Southside Church, too. So that's going to be two places, one on Tuesday and one on Thursday. You can pick where you want to go. Awesome. But it is pretty, pretty amazing. And then, of course, we wouldn't be here tonight without our wonderful, faithful sponsors, Randy and Chanel. And, you know, just so you know, I've got them. They're going to come on the show. Good. And there's so much good things that I'm going to get them to share with you. Yes. But there was a highlight that I think everybody's going to be excited about. Um, but was something that Randy gave me this past uh, week or so ago. It was incredible. That so little I'm, secret he's that kept? That little secret. Yes, he's kept the secret. So uh -huh. I'm very excited <laughs> for everyone to hear about this and listen to the ministry that Randy and Chanel does have. So before we go further, let's get a word from our sponsors. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Hello, my name is Chanel I found my cups and my too. husband and I are the founders of the Light Ministries. The mission of the Light Ministries is to simply shine our light throughout our region, whether it is a project for our community, providing supplies for ones in need, praying for a or just coming alongside others to let them know that someone cares. We're so thankful and blessed to be able to sponsor our Salty Sister and their show. And there you have it. So exciting news, right? Yes. You know what tomorrow is? 
tomorrow. Uh, it's first of August. And, 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 and our tickets go on sale for the retreat tomorrow. Yes. Rochelle will be posting that link. So you all be sure to visit our page. Get your tickets so we can get an idea of who all's coming, how many we have, so we can get prepared for you all. Okay, so there's going to be two tickets. But first of all, the one ticket that's going to be for sale on the site is for the, the non-overnight stay. So if you right. want to stay, if you want to plan to stay overnight, <coughs> we, have limited, we have about 18 rooms with different size beds in it. The rooms are super, super nice. It's not going to be like you're camping, but it is going to be kind of a way of retreat. So if you're interested in staying overnight, the ticket cost is $40. That includes your room and all three meals and snacks for the, for the whole retreat. Of course, you can bring your own snacks too, and, and so crunch and munch in your own cabin. If you make homemade stuff, we love yeah, stuff we love like homemade that, stuff girls. too. And also, we're going to be having s'mores and hot chocolate and campfire and music and worship and um, some some great amazing breakouts, yes. and that's all going to be coming up. But the regular tickets, if you're not staying overnight, those tickets are twenty dollars, and there's going to go on sale tomorrow. I do have to put an end date on there. Probably the last day of August, they'll go on sale for 30 days because we have to be able to conform. We have had a wonderful sponsor, Southside Real Baptist Church Women's Active for Christ, is doing all of the desserts. Oh, that's amazing. And, and like I said and, before, I've had their desserts. They're great. They're great. And that's the best part. They're right. They're so really good. wear stretchy pants and, yes. and enjoy. In addition to that, and I don't know if I have permission, I'm going to get permission uh, this week to say if I can say the name, but we've had a wonderful, gracious wonderful mighty sister she is going to be um providing all the food for the retreat and so i want to just you know just so appreciate the women who appreciate women in ministry and who want to help build the kingdom i mean isn't it just i mean it, it's just amazing how god works yes how because works. when i got that call i was like oh, you could just see my mouth <laughs> the jaw dropping effect of like what and now i just overjoyed with tears thinking about that how this because we've prayed so much for confirmation that this is what he wants yeah it's just not us pushing to have this and i mean we didn't have it all figured out when we first knew that god was you know pushing us to do this but he truly is jehovah jireh he is the I provider just, yes. in everything we need and he just continues to bless and pour out and provide in ways that we never even imagined. I know, and I can't wait to see what else. Oh, I'm just like I, waiting, like David said, with beta break with anticipation yes, to yes. see what the Lord is going to do mm -hmm. in all of this, connecting all the people. And this special lady that uh, that I talked to, she said that the Lord had given her a word years ago, and that word was connection. And she thought that that was going to be some type of a ministry, but it was not. It was literally about God connecting his people together yeah. to continue to build that kingdom. Mm -hmm. And when she said those words, God wants us to be friends, I was like, wow. Yeah. My heart was overjoyed. And again, just I, I think about it and still can't get over it. And that's what God truly does. He He puts people together. He intertwines their past to build the kingdom of God. And so take this down, get a pen, yeah. and take this down really quick. Because if you are going to, if you want to spend the night, uh, you're going to have to text anytime or call after 5-606-793-2399. And again, if you want to spend the night, those beds will be going fast. So text anytime or call after 5-606-793-2399. We'll get your room reservation and you'll be sent a link to pay for your overnight stay. And also Rochelle will post a link or post a picture of this so you can get, get an, an idea. idea of the the sleeping arrangements, the beds, how many is in each room, if it's a bunk bed, queen bed, king, whatever. So she'll post that as well, a picture. 
Also, we have retreat shirts on sale, Fire by Night, mm -hmm. and those are on sale now. On You can click on our link and do that. And then in addition to that, we are revamping uh, our webpage, so that's going to be some more great things to come to. So with that, should we just, I'm just so excited. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> so we're going to get back to uh, the lesson now that we have um, bounced back and forth to. But tonight we are discussing that second beatitude, blessed are those that mourn. And, and so we've already talked about three things to know about. So to discuss mourning, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We're so happy to have you. But there are three types of mourning. There is the regular grieving that we do when we lose someone. And then that's the perfect insert for you to come to grief share, just so you know. Yep. Uh, the second thing is called simple mourning. And simple mourning is actually when you are pining away at things that God didn't give you that you thought you wanted. Or you see something that another sister has and you're pining away for that. Or pouting maybe is the better word. Yeah. Have you ever pouted on God? Mm -hmm. But then I'm also so glad when he didn't give me what I really wanted because he knew better. He knows. He knows. Yes, it would have been a disaster. Yes. He yes. knows what we can handle and what we can't. And I, that's what I love about I him. always hear Joel Osteen say all the time because I love him. You all know that. But he'll always say people like, oh, I wish I had Victoria as my wife. She is the greatest and best. He said, you don't have the grace for that woman. <laughs> and that's true. God doesn't give us some things because he knows what we can and cannot handle. And we just have to trust that. You know, when you think about all of the. Be content. Be content, like yes. Paul said, in all things. Hungry. Or about full or whatever. Just whatever state that you are in, be content. And at the end of the day, you know, I was thinking about this after, this afternoon of all the things that's going on in my life, your life, Leah's life, everything that's going on. At the end of the day, whatever's going on in your life, the one thing that's going to matter more than anything is when you stand before him. All of these things that seem like they are overarching and overwhelming us and hovering us are a small speck in the grand scheme of what God is about to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have to equip our mind to know that and to find a moment of praise in every single thing that we can do. And then, of course, the last morning is when we are actually the spiritual morning where we are literally so sorry for our sins. Yeah. You know, and I've experienced that, um, just been able to experience something like we just for my, for my heart to be broken. Right. And I think about, you know, we really have got to repent and think about what's going on. We've talked lately about the habitual sins yeah. and we still haven't done that video to show what that looks like. But we talked about uh, jealousy or unforgiveness or uh, disobedience, which was delaying on doing what God wants us to do. Small things that we don't consider sometimes that are separating us from God. Busyness. 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 Yeah. Even when it's That's good, busy. One. Even when it's good busy, the enemy right. can use that. That's right. Because when we get so busy with everything else, then it takes us away from the first love, which is Jesus Christ. That's right. So with that being said, now I'm going to just read you the first three that we discussed. And of course, you can go back and watch other videos to see that. But the first things that we talked about, there are six steps of this. The first one was spiritual mourning, names, particular sins. And we talked about that. Looking at examining our life, not saying... God, I'm sorry, forgive me of all my sins. Yeah. But calling it for what it is. Exactly. Call them out. I mean, be sorry for each and every one of them. Because anything that you are not willing to confront, mm -hmm. he cannot change. He cannot change it. If you're not willing to call it out, give it to him and surrender it and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for this. Don't dance around it. Just call it out. It is. And, you know, it's also, and we talk, we use the, um, the diet thing as a thing like, 
I'm going to be accountable. You need a sister that you can be accountable to and say, I'm dealing with this and I'm going to break this mm -hmm. and I'm going to remove this and have that sister to be accountable with you in prayer and fasting, whatever it may be to get rid of that. Definitely. It, it takes a lot to break a habit, a cycle. It's about, and sometimes I think when I was studying about habits, it's like not trying not to think about stop doing what you're doing, but create something new to replace it. So think about what you're going to do new not how you're going to quit what you're doing, but whatever it is that you decide to do that's new will replace that. And before you know it, you will create a habit of the new good thing. Right. I, and you were just mentioning a diet. And I'm just saying this because it just triggered something in my mind that Amber had said when she was on here before, how that, you know, do we ever sit down in front of that meal that we have getting ready to eat and ask Lord? Is this pleasing to you for me to eat this? I thought about that the other day. I was eating something. I went, this is not pleasing to the Lord. I know it's not, but I went ahead and did it anyways. And that's how sin is. We do things and we don't ask God. God, is this okay? Should I move forward? Should I go? Should I go in this direction? Should I do it? We do way too much in our own self. You're right. We get in a hurry. We do. We do. And, and we don't waste on God. You're right. And we've got to invite him into every single area, not just our food, not just our diets, but every single area of our life, every decision, our finances, our marriages, um, the way we discipline our children, everything, everything, our friendships. We have to invite him into every area of our life. We do. And I think we'll have a lot less heartburn. I think so, too. Exactly. It's, so much, it's so important to be able to do that. And I think about a lot of times when we are, um, when we're praying, I thought about this uh, yesterday, when we're praying and we're asking God for things, who's it going to glorify if he answers it? Mm -hmm. I had a deacon when Chad and I, first, the first church we ever pastored, um, Katie Friend Free Will Baptist, and he always said this when he goes to pray, he says, I never ask for anything. The first five, ten minutes, he said, all I do is give God thanks. Yes. I just spend that first few minutes thanking God for who he is, what he's doing. He said, before I ever ask for anything for myself. Yeah, that's so important too, because when we are praying, it's great to say, God, how can I glorify your kingdom yeah. today? How can you use me? Yeah. Use me, God. I want more. I yeah. want to do more. I want to be more. What would you have me to do today? Or have me God, get rid of or not do today? Yes, yes. Where do I need to go? Who do I need to help today? What do you need me to do? Because we are truly the hands, the feet, the mouth. Yeah. We are Jesus with skin on. And we've got to get our assignment from him. You're right. You know, he will never fail. I remember Joyce told me that she said this morning, she told me when she got to work one day, I really prayed for God to send me somebody. And God truly sent her somebody that day to help in a magnificent way, um, even if it's just to encourage or uplift. So as we are facing each day, if we focus on what he may have us to do, right? how he may have us to act or be, it'll be life changing. You know, we make these schedules that we make all these plans, but do we ever put in there if it be God's will? If it be the Lord's if, will, if the I'm going to do these things and I, I'm going to do this and that. We've got to invite him into our schedules. We do. The second one is spiritual mourning involves heartfelt sorrow. And, you know, it's it's hard to, to talk about this. But if you have ever hurt somebody and you know you have and your heart's broke because you really hurt somebody and you really want them to forgive you, even though you know that hurt probably still remains with them, you wish you could just walk 
make it disappear. Yeah. And it, we've got to have that kind of mourning over our sins, that what it's, how it's affecting God, our testimony, and those things, and to be in right fellowship with our brothers and sisters. And the only one that can take those sins away is Him. That's right. We can be sorry all day long, but He's the only one that can erase it. Yeah. The third one was spiritual mourning arises from humility. And my pastor, Brother Wayne, used to always say this. When you think about humility, think about a horse under with the reins of control. All that power that beast has, that, but just the reins that holds that under control, that's humility. Having the power to do things, but having the humility to be restrained right. not to do those right. things. Uh, that all, every time I see the word humility, mm-hmm. I think about that too. And so, it also says that we've read, I read something in here that says humility is the mind under control. That's it. And that's 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 it. I mean, it's the mind under control. We just got that new dog, you know. Yeah. And she's a great dog. And she's like that beast, that horse. You know, a horse will never win a race if it's not trained properly. Right. We are never going to be effective for the kingdom of God if we are not training properly and correctly. If we are not allowing God to lead God and direct us, we will never be effective. And just like with May, I mean, she's the best dog ever was. But... If we don't train her, she's she's unruly. I, I don't like her and I want to get rid of her. But when yeah. we teach her and train her, you know, yeah, she's a good dog. Too, that you mentioned um, uh, the dog because I know that when my dog or dogs, like if I come out and find a pillow shredded up, it's like they're, the head is hung low. It's like the guilt they is know. all over them. They, they know. know that they was not supposed to be. Yes. They, even animals feel remorse. They do. They really do. Yeah. And it's, they'll even go hide sometimes. You know, like, and that's the thing. I hate when they tear my pillows. I know. We'll tell her, drop it. And she'll go. And yep. she'll drop Drink. her. Yep. <laughs> so imagine the Lord telling her, stop it. That's Don't right. do that. And he will. He, he will, will check us. The Holy Spirit will check you. And it will it will guide and direct you if you allow it to. Yes, it will. He'll it, tell you. You'll get that conviction in you your sure heart. Will. Remind you. So as we continue on for the last uh, last few here, uh, number four, the one we're going to start is spiritual mourning is infused with hope. And it says spiritual mourning is a heartfelt sorrow over particular sins arising from humility and infused with hope. And hope is so important. It's the counterpart to all of this, the foundation that leads you to forsake these sins at the cross. And the example that this one gave us was about Judas. Yeah. He, I really feel that Judas was really sorry. I, I think so. He changed his mind just from the things that we are and knowing that he couldn't fix it. Yeah. They wouldn't receive the money back, all those things. That's where you saw, and that's what this this author talks about. He says that um, this can be seen in the final hours of Judas, who was seized with remorse after he betrayed our Lord. Judas grieved over what he had done. And the Bible says that he changed his mind in Matthew 27, 3. And... His sincerity was evident in his returning the money to the chief, to the priest that he had paid him for the act of this betrayal. Judas looked at his sin with bitter regret, but he did not look to Christ for forgiveness. So his grief led to despair. And it says this, the Holy Spirit never leads a person to despair, but to repentance. And it's always infused with hope. Mm -hmm. We have to be really careful because there's a fine line. That the enemy will use that to make us relive, 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 mm-hmm. relive, and to not move forward That's right. and look at the cross. He's constantly, constantly wanting us just to regurgitate mm-hmm. everything that we've done in our past that we're not truly forgiven for. I truly believe Jesus was very sorry 
But I don't think Judas, first of all, could forgive himself. And I don't think that he believed because he couldn't forgive himself that Christ couldn't forgive him. Yeah. But he could. He could and he would have helped Judas. But he did not think that, you to know. To turn to Christ. That's it. That's I it. I think about in the garden. I love that garden uh, when he really, he, he kissed him. He said, Harry friend, you know. And he still called do him. Do what friend. you're going to do and do it quickly. Friend. Yeah. Friend. And at the very end. Go a little further than, I mean, when they were at the Last Supper. Whose feet did he wash first? Judas. He washed Judas. He loved him. There is not, I, I say this all the time, and I, I want people to know this, because there is nothing that Callie, Claire, or Cooper, they do things that really hurt me, upset me, um, break my heart. But the bottom line is there's nothing, nothing, nothing they could ever do to make me stop loving them. Nothing. And that's what we need to know. There's nothing that we can ever do to make God stop loving us or ever give up on us. He never quits on no. us. I mean, as long as we have a breath in our body, he's for us. He'll leave the 90 and 9 and go after the one. I don't care what you've done, how long you've done it, how long you've been in this same habitual sin. You just continue to do it. God loves you and he will help you and deliver you and set you free. And that is the only way that we're going to get that's deliverance. It. That's exactly home. right. I mean, we can't do it on our own. We can't be good enough or work hard enough or clean ourselves up enough. We can't do it. We cannot. Only through and by him. You know, I think about what you said about he will leave the 99 to go get that one. And when I was reading about that, studying about that, is that he talked about when the shepherd finally found that one, it was so exhausted, yeah. so exasperated. That it lay there, that he literally would have to pack it on his shoulders yeah. to carry him back. And that's exactly what the Lord is willing to do when yeah. you just reach out to him and just say, come and get me. That's right. That's come the way he me. really wants us is surrendered and just done. Just done ourselves, just completely poured out, everything emptied before yes. him. That's what he wants us to come empty handed. Lauren Daniel has that song, Rescue, and she says he will send out an army in the middle of the night. <sighs> and he so will find you. He, when mm -hmm. he hears you in your breath saying S-O-S, -S, yes. he is going to yeah. come find you. And that just gives me such chills mm -hmm. and power thinking that the Lord will find me he wherever will. I'm in the darkest spot that I am. Yeah. He will be there to show me. He'll be there. Yes. Yeah. That great shepherd he is. Um, and one of the examples uh, here, it says for every, this is, an, this is something to think about, for every look at yourself Take 10 looks at the cross. You said you underlined that and you love that. Oh, I did. I did. Yeah, but I wasn't on that page. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, we were just talking about how that, you know, it's like we may look at the sin, but let's look at the cross 10 times. That's 10 right. Times That's 10, right. Over that one sin. We have to keep our eyes focused on him because there is no good, like I said, in us. You know, our righteousness is in him. Right. We are not good, but he is good. We, you know, we can do nothing, but he can do all things. We have to continually tell ourselves that we can do nothing, but he can do anything, everything, all things for us. But I did love that how it said, take 10 looks at Christ. When you look at yourself and you think, I'm such a, I mean, because come on, we all talk down to ourselves at times. Yes. We all say things, I'm fat, I'm ugly, but just take 10 looks at the cross, 10 looks at him and what he did. And we all sometimes feel broken Well, he was broken that yes. we may be whole. Yeah. He he gave his life that we may have life more abundantly. Why are we continually walking around mourning and being sad and sorrowful? When yes. he has come, he, he is coming. That's it. Make, so make sure your spiritual morning is attached with hope. To, yeah. to know you, that your hope is in the Lord. Which you, what you said was, took us back to the beginning, 
a blessed are those who are empty-handed, come empty-handed, because mm-hmm. it's realizing what we don't, we are nothing unless it's with him. Exactly. We need to come down empty so he can fill us up. Yeah. That's so important to remember, too. Yes. And that's the thing with the Beatitudes that we have to remember. These are promises, and through these promises are the blessings. And if we want all these things that the Beatitudes are, then we've got to believe them. We've got to believe these promises and blessings of God. We do. That's so so good to know. So that's why these Beatitudes are in order and they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And I love how it says that we're being infused with Christ. I wrote in my notes, I said, being infused with life, with hope, with love, forgiveness, and faith. I mean, all those, and you can put anything you want in there, but that's what we've got to be infused with. We've got to allow him to infuse that in us because by nature, we're not that way. We are negative. We are hopeless. We are in despair. We are fearful and anxiety, but none of those are attributes of Christ. They're so not. we've got to let him infuse us with these things. Which takes us back to the to the soapbox we got off on last time. It's about what we allow into our mind, mm-hmm. to our ears, to our home, from the TV to the radio to Facebook, to all of those things. It's so important that we're guarding yes. exactly everything that comes into us. Okay, so um, the, the fifth one is... Um, Spiritual mourning happens at the cross. And it says that spiritual mourning is a heartfelt sorrow over particular sins arising from humility and infused with hope that leads you to forsake these sins at the cross. You know, when we're able to um, be so angry about the effect that the sin is having, mm-hmm. that it, you know, it literally, the consequences do not go away. That's right. I, I can attest to that in my own life. Yeah. The consequences do not go away. And it says, how do you know? We have identified several answers to these questions. How do you break a pattern of habitual sin? Mm-hmm. And here's some of them. First of all, you start, like we've already talked about, by naming those particular sins one by one, and you proceed by counting their cost in terms of the price paid by yourself, by others, and by your Lord. We talked about those secret sins that we think it's not affecting anyone because no one knows about it. Right. But that's still inhabit, it, taking it in um habitation inside of us and the fact that we are still not going to be whole for other people, for mm-hmm. ourselves, what what we're causing other people to miss out on because of what we are doing. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and then the second one says, um, let me get there. Okay, you start by naming particular sins and proceed by counting their cost in terms of the price paid by yourself, by others, and by your Lord. Then you gain momentum in the process by seeing your need as one who stands empty-handed, before Almighty God, and then you must have hope because without it, your sorrow will lead you to shipwreck on the rocks of despair. All of this leads us to the cross, which is the venue for spiritual mourning. And I love that thinking as we've been looking at venues and things about it is the place where it's going to take place. That's right. I would I underline venue for spiritual mourning because this is the season. This is the wedding season. Everybody's looking for a venue. We were looking for a venue for our retreat. Yes. But if we look to Christ. He's the perfect thing. He is the perfect thing every time. I still can't get over the thing that you said the one time when you said, quit looking horizontal. Look horizontal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Stop looking. You got it. Now you got me twisted. (laughs) Quit looking horizontal and look vertical. vertical. That's right. It's better to say don't. Well, the enemy loves to keep us looking this way, that way, this way, that way. Which but leads, if we keep our eyes fixed on the prize, which is Jesus Christ, 
We can't go wrong. We'll we never go wrong. He will never steer us wrong if we keep our eyes on him. And that's the thing, looking, like I said, 10 times at the cross. Right. And the things also is that that is where that uh, pouting comes in when we're looking horizontal and mm-hmm. seeing what other sisters have that's that right. we don't. And Facebook is the world's worst for that because everybody gets on there and everything looks great. And they've got the perfect smile, the perfect picture. Like, wow. And then right before that, everything, all hell in the world is just broke loose. But they get on there and smile so pretty. <laughs> like everything's just great. We've done that. We've done family pictures. And they are oh, horrible. More behind the scene before the family pictures That's are it. taken. Nobody That's knows it. what's happening behind the scenes. But then when it's on Facebook, everybody's like, oh, what a beautiful family. What a beautiful family. <laughs> yeah, we just had a fight. I and just so and so, and so, and I'm aggravated. And, and, and yes. a real quick story. We went to take these pictures, me and the boys, for a billboard years ago. And then the, the cat had got run over. Everything was going on. And the youngest one, Cole, he was just grumpy. And we get in there, and the photographer's trying so hard. And we're all sitting there, and I, we're all stretched apart, closed. We're just wild and the photographer says hey, y'all have a kitty cat or a dog going i was like oh no but all the stress <laughs> that goes on to make that perfect picture yeah. we don't have to do that we don't have to show up that. as we are that's it he just wants us as we come as you are he says come as you are and for the last one are you excited we're finally finishing this second beatitude yes. and looking forward to starting on the third one this one says spiritual morning will lead you to forsake sin literally forsaking it, yeah. getting rid of it, being so angry and ag- aggravated about it and so hurt mm-hmm. of what that sin has caused and done for Jesus. It says spiritual mourning is heartfelt sorrow over particular sins arising from humility, but infused with hope that leads you to forsake these sins at, as you said, at the cross. That's right. We have to hate what we used to love, the sin that you used to love and that you took so much pleasure in because there is pleasure in sin for a season, but then there is destruction and death. We have to hate. I'm one of those people. I don't get mad often. I I really don't. If you know me, you know that. But if you make me mad enough to cry, (laughs) if I get mad enough to cry, then I'm mad and I can do things I don't even know I've done. So Chad was preaching a couple Sundays ago, and I thought, you know what? And I started to cry. I I wasn't mad at Chad. I was mad at what the enemy had done to me. I was mad at how he had robbed me of my joy that week. And all the things that he had taken from me, I began to cry because I was mad. And that's the way we've got to get. We've got to get so mad and so sick and tired and fed up with the sin that we just stop it. We We just stop. We ask God, help me. Help me. We do. And that, and that's the thing. And I'm going to read this last thing. What it says is when sin has become habitual or when it's repeated pattern has become ingrained as an addiction, spiritual mourning will be your key. There's your word key to breaking its compulsive power. And it says that. And it's for the, and it's for this reason that we can speak of the blessing of spiritual mourning. Do this work of spiritual mourning thoroughly and you will have strength to overcome the sins that has defeated you and forsake it at the cross. And I will say this in closing is that this, you know what, life or death, praise God, life or death, no matter what, when you can get your lips to praise, no matter what, the enemy will never have the ground to win. I will not let him win. That is the mightiest weapon. Praise is such a weapon in our hands. Yes, and we're we, out of time. Yeah, we're out of time. That was fast. <laughs> we're out of breath. time. Yes. So thank you for tuning in so much. We hope that you are taking notes on this. We hope that you're letting this sink deep into your soul and it's going to recharge you and revive you. And again, be looking tomorrow for those ticket sales yes. and you can still purchase your t- t-shirts as well. And until next week, stay, stay salty. salty.